This is episode five of the podcast, and we've come up with the title, Drop Your Baggage and Run to God, right? Because when we were talking with our special guest in leading up to the podcast, that just seemed like the way to go. We all have baggage, right? And our special guest, Tina Grissom, is with us today, and she is going to tell us how she dropped her bags and ran to God and overcame a lot of things. But tonight we just want to let you know that we are not going to be focusing on an interview-style format. We're going to be just, you get to overhear some ladies just getting together and getting to know one another and um, hearing the, the story of our special guest. So I'm going to tell you who's with us tonight. We have Laura Steenhagen. Laura Steenhagen is part of the Aglow Muskegon leadership team. She's also the, uh, the leader of our Women of the Bible series. And we have our special guest, Tina Grissom, with Hello. us tonight. So excited to have so my friend glad Tina. To hear. So glad to be here. <laughs> and because of some of the elements of your story, we went ahead and invited, last minute invite, we invited <laughs> our friend Tanya Schuenbeck, who is also a former Glow Muskegon leader and a Glow Southwest area team leader as well. So she is here because of a ministry that she started and we're going to talk to you a little bit more about that in a little bit but guys do you know what's coming up from a glow in the near future women of the bible yes Woo-hoo. yes yes so many of you who are listening probably would identify uh, women of the bible as, as one of the big events that a glow muskegon is involved with we have uh, such an exciting year planned for women of the Bible. Why don't you tell us which characters of the Bible are going to be presented? And this is September 9th through October 14th. So week one, we're going to have Mother Mary. Week two, we have Noah's wife, and that'll be kind of a unique, we're going to do a couple there, so you'll actually see Noah and his wife. Um, and then week three is Sarah. Week four is the servant girl, um, Naaman's servant girl from First Kings. Oh, 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 and tell us a little bit about what's unique about that particular uh, presentation. That one's a special presentation. The presenter is, um, she will be 13, just barely, but that is my daughter. Yes. And she will be doing, she's been eagerly asking to do one. <laughs> For <laughs> she's three years coming. now, she's been coming to Women of the Bible and attending the the teen facilitator group, group, yeah, and loving Women of the Bible. And um, growing up around Laura, she and I have been involved in producing dramas for our church forever. The the live nativity. Yeah. Well, Haley has been involved, you know, from knee high to a grasshopper in seeing all the props all the special productions, all the tech with dad. She's just seen it all. Yeah. She, she said, I think I would like to do one, Mom. And, and at first, we didn't really, you know, oh, that's really sweet. Aww. That's nice. That's nice. It is. But then she started telling us a little bit about some of the ideas that she had for this, and we started getting goosebumps. It's like the Lord has laid like, this mantle yeah. on mm. this girl, and she's going to produce it. She's going to have actors working with her, even adults. Yeah. She's writing the story, the script. And I think the women who come to see Women of the Bible are just going to be really blessed by 
and a little child shall lead them, right? That's yeah. Right. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Amen. And yeah. last year we had such a powerful presentation, a very memorable pre presentation of the woman of the with the issue of blood. Yeah. And so we are going to invite that powerful team back to do another presentation this year. And that just happens to be Tina. Yes. And right. and who who are you doing, Tina? I am doing Esther. Yes, we're and so excited. I am so excited. I'm looking forward to doing Esther. Yeah. So that will be week five. You'll get to re-bless all the women. And you probably remember Haley last year helping with all your costumes mm -hmm. and all of that. She's the, my daughter. Yes. So, um, and then our last week is our man of the Bible, and that is um, Peter. So we're excited to invite the men back again this, this year. Yep, this is the third, third year, year in a row that our last presentation is actually a man of the Bible, and we're inviting men to join us in the audience. So do you have a lot of men that show up? We do. Yes. Um, a lot of the women invite their spouses, their sons, their uh, you know, any man in their life. They bring them along, and That's good. It's, it's awesome. It's a, a night where it's men and women and kids and yep. everybody. So I bet be. last night we have about 350 people in the sanctuary, both men and women. So that's a great and awesome thing. Make a good date night, a good family night. <laughs> right? That's a good right. idea. See a mm -hmm. show. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so exciting lineup this year. You know, Women of the Bible has seemed to find favor with the women of our community. And not only uh, women of a particular denomination, it's crossed denominations, it's crossed generations, it's crossed cultures and races. And we're so excited about what God is doing through Women of the Bible. And it's not the end all of everything that we want to do in ministry with a glow but what it does it helps us build relationships with all these people not only do they see this dramatic presentation that might incorporate music and dance and visual arts of all kinds but then we've got these studies and relationships are being formed in yes. there we've seen testimonies of miraculous healings because we pray for the needs of the people that that come to a glow and women of the Bible. So now it's time to take it up another level. What's the theme this year of women of the Bible? This year's theme is take courage. He's in the waiting. Oh wow. And every single character has some moment where they've had to, with the strength of God, take courage. Yes. Either wait on God or do something that takes a lot, a lot of, of guts and gumption. Yes. Uh, called called upon by God to do that. So be looking at our website, aglowmuskegon.org, for more information about the specific characters. We're going to give you uh, Bible reading assignments in advance so that you can prepare. And this is going to be six Monday nights starting September 9th. And another thing that's coming up from Aglow, we're going to get to Tina's story real soon. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, we wanted to just spend some time in fellowship with some of the women of our community. We want to pray with you. We want to get to know you. We want to see what makes you tick. We want to have you partner with us in ministry and find out what your skills and talents and giftings are. Maybe you're looking for an outlet. Uh, maybe you're a prayer warrior. Maybe you want to put your boots on the ground and help the people of this community. We decided to get together on Saturday, August 17th at 10 a.m. for coffee 
with a glow. And we're going to do this at the Coffee Factory, and that's located in the Watermark Building. It's a really cool spot, isn't it? Have yeah, you ever yes, been to the yes, Coffee Factory? Yes. Yes. No? <laughs> no. Do you drink coffee? Too? I do. I love coffee. I'm excited And for they this. have all the fancy drinks. They have like this this nitro cold brew stuff and it's like this real industrial building and um, yeah there are other groups that that meet in this place as well we're just going to take air supremacy over that place that morning so we're excited for coffee with a glow put it on your calendar for august 17th and pretty soon you'll be getting this postcard in the mail hopefully you're a part of our glow mailing list if you're not hey comment below say add me to the mailing list or inbox us or send us an email at info at aglowmuskegon.org. Not only can you ask a question of our special guest tonight, yes. um, but you can also give us your address and say, send me the Women of the Bible flyer and the podcast flyer with all the list of the podcasts coming up and the info about Coffee with a Glow. There's a lot going on. So we just wanted to get that business out of the way. And we also wanted to tell you that we have a sponsor for each one of these podcasts. And tonight's sponsor is All Things Bright and Beautiful Jewelry by Vanessa. And we're so excited to have Vanessa Davis uh, sponsor through her business, the Aglow Muskegon Podcast. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Such you. beautiful pieces, too. Oh, I have some. I should have worn some. All Things Beautiful? Did I say bright and beautiful? It's not right. <laughs> Hopefully the little graphic that Jacob showed <laughs> was the right thing. Hey, a couple of oh, exciting things. You know, we just came up from the uh, uh, Glow State Convention yes. not too long ago. It was in Mackinac Island. Tina and you were there. <laughs> Tina and her team went and did her a Glow it was uh, Women of the Bible presentation. It was, presentation awesome. it was amazing. Yes, they did. The woman with the issue of the blood on the island, and it was powerful. Oh, and I wish I could have been there. There were there was weeping, but oh. the, in a good way, not not weeping and gnashing no. of teeth. I don't think there was a dry eye the night she did it here in Muskegon. Well, either, remember so. the dress rehearsal? Yeah, we're like, okay, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. My daughter's looking at me. Why are you crying? I'm like, because that was so powerful, <laughs> and that was just the dress rehearsal. Yeah, so that's what I love about women. Yeah, I love it when you can bring them women to life, and you know, and that's why I try to encourage people to come because you know you read your Bible, you feel by yourself, maybe you're, you know you feel alone. Yeah. You come there, you know they bring that to life because what does everybody say? It's so hard to read the Bible, so hard to read the Bible. Ladies like you, I love it. You bring it to life, and it just touches your heart, and you remember it. Yes. And well, then you go to that small group afterwards. Yep. And what I love about women of the Bible as well, especially being when you're working. You start on time and you have everybody out on time. Yes. That's so important. Yes. You know, and do yeah. you have daycare? Or we, do you, well, not only do we have a nursery, but we have for the kids, it's called a Glow Kids. Yep, where they get okay. to come and the leaders present different characters from the Bible, usually a kid of the Bible, and they um, teach them different things. So it's not just like a child care facility for... It's like a mini vacation Bible school. Yes. So even moms with children, yes. they can come Absolutely. and right, they don't have to miss out. Right. Their kids will be right. very well taken care of. Well, and I think you hit a nail on the head with so many people say the Bible's not relatable. Like, yeah. how do I relate that to me? 
and yes. it does, it, it makes it relatable. You see how it can be today's, how it can mm -hmm. affect you today. And yeah. you remember it. Yeah. Tell you when, I'm a visual person, so I remember it. Yes. You know, and like I said, I love the small group afterwards. You don't feel lost. Mm -hmm. What was it, a group of 10 maybe or something? Sometimes the groups are larger, but when you meet afterwards, no. but I just love it. Yes. And it is the Word of God. Yes. And the Word of God is living and active, sharper yes. than any double-edged yes. double sword. It, it, it doesn't return void. Yeah. So when we present these stories, we're presenting the Word of God. There's something supernatural about it, and things happen. So we're, we're uh, but anyway, by way of saying yes. that, <laughs> the Aglow State Convention reminded me of Shar McKinnon, and guess what? It's Shar's birthday today. Yes, oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday Shar. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So let's get to our topic of discussion. Welcome, Tina. We want you to be able to share with us. This is our our friend, author, uh, dramatist, worship leader, <laughs> Tina Grissom. I am so, so honored to be here. Um, this has been such an awesome experience, and I want to say, Lisa, thank you. Thank you all so much. Um, participating in the Women of the Bible, when we did the presentation of the woman with the issue of blood, I was already dealing with so much, but it began to minister to me in a different way. And the reason why I say that, as I'm thinking about her, um, in the story, they never give her a name. And as I said before, women, we carry on a lot of baggage. We carry a lot of labels. And during the presentation, I just thought about all the things that I had gone through at the time. And I was carrying like all this baggage of her, um, low self-esteem, trying to figure out where I was going, what I was doing, even carrying the, the shame of having an abortion. And I remember I used to always just tuck my head in and just try to figure out, God, you know, I know you can't use me. There's no way possible that I could possibly have a story with all the things that I've gone through. And even thinking about it now, I'm getting emotional, so let me pull it in. But, um, when I had the abortion, again, people think that we're perfect when we're in church. People think because we're on the praise team or we're in the choir or we're ministering up before people that we don't make mistakes and that we don't have issues. Well, I was like the woman with the issue of blood. I had issues within my tissues. I was carrying a lot of baggage. I was carrying a lot of hurt. And when I had the abortion, I just remember being in such a vulnerable place. Um, where I was like a turtle with this shell on me. So I felt like I was exposed. I felt like everybody knew what my story was. And going through having the abortion, still being in church, still trying to worship, still trying to lead, still trying to, it wasn't good enough because I knew I was carrying and I was hiding what my issues were. And just like the woman with the issue of blood, I just remember saying, Say, God, if I could just touch the hem of your garment, I know that I could be made whole. And I'm not crying now because I'm embarrassed. I'm not crying because I'm shamed. I'm crying because I'm delivered, because I'm set free. I don't care what you're going through, what the situation is. I don't care what facet of life 
that you're in, God is still a healer. He's still a way maker. He's still a promise keeper. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. So with carrying that abortion and carrying all the shame and dealing with low self-esteem, God began to move me in a different direction. Thank you. He began to move me into a different direction and not in a direction of how we're driving cars, but he put some women in my life. My mentor, Trina Wells, my mom, he put some people in my life that let me tell my story in book form. And the shift begins to take place. So you know how you're driving a stick shift and every time you needed to go to a different level in your car, you have to move that, that stick shift. And that's where God began to take me. He took me from level to level to level. So where I am today, nobody could have told me five years ago that I would be here, that I would have a ministry, that I would be able to tell my story, that I would be able to be a part of women of the Bible, to be a part of a glow, to be able to um, be afforded the experiences of going to Mackinac Island. I wouldn't have never guessed that. But when I tell you God is so faithful, I don't take my what I've gone through. I don't look at it as an embarrassment. But I understand now, I remember a lady said something to me about 15 years ago. She said, Tina, I don't know what you're going to go through. She said, but your misery is going to be your ministry. And when I tell you, it's like I've been able to stand firm on that. The devil has thrown darts at me. He has done everything in his power to try to stop me. But I told God, I said, if you allow me to get over this one hump, I promise you, I will keep going. And when I tell you it's a fight of my life every mm-hmm. single day, but I trust God with everything inside of me. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care how old you are. I've met women in their 60s who've had five and six abortions and they were so afraid to tell their stories because they were so bound up. But when you share your story to let somebody know where you've been and what you've overcome, God is faithful and just. He's a healer. The Bible says we overcome by our testimonies. So when you share what you're going through or what you've experienced with somebody else, God will begin to move in a mighty, mighty way, in a mighty way. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about the actual circumstances surrounding your decision to have an abortion. You mentioned you were in church. <clears throat> My um, decision to have an abortion, of course, not married. I already have two children. And I just, I felt like I was hypocritical per se. Um, and I didn't want, I was trying to hide my shame. That's what I was doing. I didn't, that's, that's not uncommon, is no. it? No, no it's not uncommon at all, especially within the church. Yeah. You know, and I think, um, if I just may know yes. here a little bit. So um, when I worked at MPS, I had a young girl who was um, involved in church, and she was part of the you know, girls' ministry. So, of course, she had to abort, she thought, because she did go to church. And she didn't want to, you know, put shame on her parents, shame on the church, shame on herself. But we were able to intervene, and that's what we're hoping to do, mm-hmm. right? We can meet those girls at their time of decision, their time of crisis, and try to talk about what we went through right. to help them to bring to bring them to that place of choosing life. Right. You know, because I think that's what we're lacking also within the church, that they don't really know how to handle, you know, the, the women are afraid to even come to people in the church. They, they feel alone. Mm-hmm. 
And I think too, it, and you made a very good point when you have somebody that you can talk to. I felt like I didn't have anybody to talk to. It was just like I was carrying this thing by myself. So the only person I had, it was me, God, and the devil. So of course, whose side did I lean toward? Because I felt like there's nobody to talk to. Everybody gonna talk about me. Oh, you were in the church. You supposed to be, you know, supposed to be saved and you're leading praise and worship. You're over the youth choir. So how is it that you ended up in this position? And I had nobody to turn to. So being already a single mother and then to have another baby, I was like, but even through all of that, I went through such turmoil. I went through such a battle within myself that I could remember, and I see it so vivid, even going into the abortion clinic, I just seemed like I saw these angels with these big wings and these little babies just sitting around because I felt like they knew, and even though they were not there, but I felt like that's what I saw because they knew that's what I was getting ready to do. And I felt that baby tug on me, like saying, please don't do this to me. Yeah. And even after it was over, I, I remember telling God, I said, God, I said, you are my baby's God daddy. I need you to take care of him or her. And even though it was nine, 10 years ago, it's still, I remember it so well. Yes. I remember it. I mean, I remember every detail. I remember everything I had on. I remember the, um, the people I remember. Mm -hmm. I, and it's unbelievable that people will go up to seven months and have an abortion. Yes. Mm -hmm. They will carry a baby for seven months. And I was probably like only maybe two. But to go seven months to actually have a form of a baby, to know what your baby is, to hear a heartbeat, I mean, everything. They were there. And I mean, it was such an experience. And the crazy part about it, it was they were going in and out. It was just like a conveyor belt. They were just moving in and out, like so they fast. They in like cattle. Yeah. They, I mean, but you, a mother walks in, you walk in like you or myself, mm -hmm. you walk in one person, they bring you in the front door and they yes. send you out the back door. Yes. And like she said, they, you know, you just, you walk in and the next time, you know, you, the procedure's done and you go back and they're just this, all these women just yeah. lined up broken. But you know, when I counsel women, it, you know, I like to let them understand it doesn't matter if you're two weeks or seven months. In Michigan, they, they can abort up to um, L, uh, the last menstrual period, I believe it's 24 weeks. What these young girls don't understand, or any woman doesn't understand, is um, a lot of time what's going to happen to them. Because there's different types of abortions, so they don't understand um, what's going to happen to them. And really, the trauma of a person, of a woman who is maybe the 23 weeks, is horrific. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, um, mm -hmm. but it's to be able to get them to understand, you know, what life is, what it's going to do, and that's where you and I can help, and women who've been had abortions that we can go out and help them and you know and what we do is we bring them through yes so that's I wanted to say that's why we invited Tanya to come and be a part of the podcast tonight is because uh, of the ministry that you have begun because you ex you yourself have experienced the same trauma yes. of, of having had an abortion and your desire along with Sue who's here with us tonight too, to minister uh, it, the ministry is called Relentless Love Ministries. Yes. And what we do is we have um, probably two or three different studies that we use. We use Surrender in the Secret, Her Choice to Heal, and Forgiven and Set Free. But I want to say to anybody that's listening tonight, you can go to herchoicetoheal.com, and it's with Sidna Massey, and um, the Bible study that you would 
do with us is right on there. Um, most women don't think they even need healing. They just try to bury it and just keep, you know, mm -hmm. keep going on with life. And like, you know, my sister here tonight, it's an ongoing thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been doing healing ministry for 20 years, but still, I, um, things trigger. You never forget. You always remember the day. You remember how old they're going to be. Like, I think, oh, I, could, I would be a grandmother. Oh. Um, I would have had a daughter. I wiped out that whole generation. Mm -hmm. You know, she'd be, you know, 28 years old, 29 years old. Um, you know, and you hide it. You know, I hid it from my children for years until my son couldn't have children. The last thing I wanted to tell him right. is what I did. And he you know, was able to adopt, but you just, I mean, Wanted to let everybody know that not only the website that you mentioned, but um, we have the contact information okay, for you, yes. for your ministry, and the phone numbers, and the email address for uh, Relentless Love Ministries. And um, we're showing that on the screen right now. So I want you to know also that um, we want to pray for you if you've experienced the trauma of abortion, Tina wants to pray for you. Tanya wants to pray yes. for you. The Aglomaskegan team wants to pray for you. You may feel like you can't yes. be used, like mm -hmm. Tina said. You might feel like God can never forgive you. But he can. And I just want to say, too, you know, I've asked the question, can a Christian make an immoral decision? A Christian can yes. because I was saved as well. And a Christian can make an immoral decision, but God will forgive. If you ask for forgiveness, those babies are whole. They're living yeah. in heaven. Um, you know, God will show you if you had a boy or a girl. You can, you know, name your child. God will bring you into um, wholeness. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, our sister here tonight, you can be used, but that's what the enemy wants you to think, that you can't be, that you've done unforgivable. Right. But you can forgive yourself. You're baby will forgive you and God forgives you. And it's funny how the enemy will put, place people in your life or place people around you to kind of pick, to kind of keep picking that scab, mm -hmm. to make you bleed. And I just remember so much and so many different things and how the enemy tried to send people to tell me, oh, well, he has more children now or she has this baby now and you don't have anything. But I had to remind myself that my baby is sitting in the arms of God. And I don't take it personal because the Bible says that he knew me before I was formed in my mother's womb. So he knew everything about me. He knew everything that would take place. He knew everything that was going to transpire in my life up until this very second right now. So God knew. So I know that it was all a part of God's plan for everything that I've gone through. So it wasn't an accident. It wasn't. A, you know, a happenstance. It was just all a part of God's plan. It was just up to me how I responded to it, how I held it, because it was hard. It, trust me, it was a hard experience. I never thought that I would be this far. But like I said, God is so faithful. And I don't care if you've had one abortion, if you've had 20 abortions, God is still faithful. God can turn any situation around. He can use you. And like she said, let us pray for you because sometimes you feel like you don't have anybody to talk to, nobody to embrace you, but God will send people in your life yeah. to minister to you. Even tonight, if you want prayer and you don't want to make a comment on the Facebook Live, because if you have a question or a comment, you can just comment right on the Facebook Live feed. Uh, but also, you wanna, if you want to remain anonymous, please go ahead and private message Aglow Muskegon's Facebook page or 
email us right now at info at aglowmuskegon.org. That's info at aglowmuskegon.org. We have prayer teams standing by even now right here in the house that want to pray for you. Also, if you have questions for Tina about her story, uh, about anything concerning what she's gone through, please go ahead and, and comment. And also, we were going to do a giveaway, weren't yes. we? <laughs> yes. Tina is published author. Why don't you talk about your books? And, we're, and if you want to nominate yourself or someone you know for one of Tina's books, go ahead and just write your name on the comments on Facebook Live because we're going to give away one of Tina's books. This book, um, the first one, Girl Get Your Fight Back, or compared to Next Level Shift, the Next Level Shift was a part of what I did in the book about the abortion. And this book tells my story from beginning to end about what I experienced, what I dealt with. So the Next Level Shift, Girl Get Your Fight Back, is in the first book. And then in the second book, I wrote about self-esteem. Somebody had told me that I was a beautiful waste. They told me I was a beautiful W-A-S-T-E. And I couldn't fathom or couldn't imagine why God would make me a waste. And so I went to the dictionary and I'm like, okay, what does waste mean? Okay, I got to figure this out. And a waste is something that you throw away, something that's no good, something you no longer want. And I remember I called my cousin, Kay Pittman, and she said to me, she said, Tina, that's not what I heard God say. She said, I heard God say you are a beautiful weight, W-A-I-T. And when she told me that, it was just like things began to just, just drop off. Chains began to drop off because life and death is in the power of your tongue. So what you speak on somebody else, it attaches to them. Like those little sticker bugs when you was on the playground playing. Those things, they, they stick to you and they hurt. Words hurt. And so as an adult, and I think I heard someone say, we need to embrace young girls while they're young so we don't have to heal grown women. Which means we have to be careful with what we say. We have to be careful with what we say to our children. And so when she spoke that word to me, she said, Tina, I heard God say you are a beautiful weight, meaning that whatever God has for you, Whoever God places in your life is going to be well worth the wait. So, yes, get your girl, get your fight back or next level shift. You can get this book. I love that. <laughs> you feel defeated? Girl, get your, your fight yes, back. Yes. <laughs> I've seen you wear the shirt. Yes, you did. Girl, get your fight back. Yeah. Well, was... if there is still a, a, we're not in a hurry tonight. Well, I would like to just say something. We talked about people, women who've had multiple abortions too, that um, for late, those that are out there that um, I, I really hope that you would try to call in tonight or ask questions or um, like the, like she said, contact the, um, a GLOW website. They can set you up with myself and Sue um, because there is healing. There is healing and you know, there's from all different walks of life, maybe you were raped, maybe it was incest. I mean, we don't know why you chose that abortion. Maybe you were forced into it. There's all different kinds of reasons that brought you to that place. But God loves you, and God has God has healing for you. And believe it or not, it's it's quite common. Um, myself, I only had one abortion, but it's quite common. If a woman has one abortion or a young girl, she may have another one because she said, "Well, how can I pick and choose who I'm going to keep?" No. Yeah. You know, and you know, and I want to say a lot of times women will abort versus 
adoption because like, how can I give my baby up to somebody I don't know? You know, and yeah, I don't or know. and it sounds like the perfect solution. You can just keep mm -hmm. on uh, putting on that facade of being the perfect Christian yes. and uh, leading the worship team and yes. not have to give it up, and nobody will know. But what did you find was the result when you thought that you had found this great solution? <laughs> I mean. It was not a solution, I want to say that. Abortion is not a solution mm -hmm. because I was telling uh, Lisa when she and I went out to eat and I was sharing with her, I turned into the bag lady because I was carrying like all this stuff. And so I was carrying shame and I put that in the bag. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was carrying guilt, so I put that in the bag. I was carrying low self-esteem, so of course I put that in the bag. And then working with children, running a daycare, working for a daycare center. So I'm putting all of that stuff in these bags. And I'm telling you, literally, I would often find myself and my shoulders would be up here. Mm -hmm. I would be so tensed up because I was carrying all this stuff. And I just remember one day I said, God, I said, you got to do it. And it was like, what are you going to give up? And I was like, okay, well, just let me carry this little bit and you, I'll give you the rest. No. What are you going to give up, Tina? Are you really going to give it to me? Are you really going to let me heal you? Or are you going to carry this? And I, st I tried to carry it. I really did. I tried to carry it because I didn't want anybody to know. But I think the breaking point also for me at that time was I have two daughters. One is 27 and one is 23, 24. And I just remember telling them, I said, I had an abortion. And I just told them. And I, we just started talking about it. And they was like, Mom. And I said, yeah, I did, because I didn't want my children to feel like abortion was an escape, like they couldn't come to me and talk to me. So I was carrying all this shame in all these bags. But when I began to tell them, that was also a breaking point for me. But then when I surrendered everything I had to God, because I didn't have nowhere else to go, I didn't have nobody else to tell, I got sick of my own self. I was tired. And I remember the part of the song that Erica Badu says, she says, bag lady, you gonna hurt your back, carrying all that mm -hmm. stuff like that. That just kept ringing with me because I was carrying stuff. And how many times do we just carry stuff? Mm -hmm. We let other people put their stuff in our bag. We let people dump on us, bring their garbage. And I was tired. I was literally tired of my own self. And when I totally said, okay, God, it's me and you, because you, I was like the woman with the issue of blood. I had the issue in my tissue. So I had to get down on my knees. I had to touch the hem of his garment by any means necessary. If that meant I had to get in my prayer closet, if that meant I had to get in my car, drive out to the lake and just me and God one-on-one, -on -one, I had to do that for myself because trying to go to church as usual, praise team, worship leader, youth leader, that it was not getting it. So I had to go after God in a whole different dimension and learning how to do that it wasn't something that was taught to me I had to choose relationship over religion and that's how I got to this point my relationship with God is not artificial what you see is what you get am I perfect no I'm not perfect but at the same time too when God puts something in your heart when he gives you a passion for something and when God heals you from something I don't care what it is 
God can do just what he said he can do. You just got to have enough faith to believe that he's done what he said he's going to do. Thinking of your kids, I just want to, I believe it's got to be one of your kids um, commented on our podcast. So proud of you, Mom. <laughs> Brandy. Yeah, yeah, Brandy. Love you, Brandy. <laughs> and then, I mean, you, you took a hold of the hem of his garment, so to speak, and then he had you bear it all. I mean, you were so brave to write your story, to, to talk about your story, the, to the to the very people that you kind of wanted to keep it from to mm -hmm. begin with. Yeah. He's having you share your testimony and you're becoming an overcomer yeah. and he's restored you to those places of ministry that you were afraid you would lose. Mm -hmm. You're a worship leader. Yes. And remember the song that you were you posted the other day on Facebook? Waymaker. <laughs> yeah. Could you could you sing us out? Waymaker. Miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> Again, if you're finding yourself pregnant, don't know where to turn, there are resources for you. We also have a phone number on the screen for Muskegon Pregnancy Services. We want you to know that they are there and available to help. And again, we at Aglo Muskegon, we care about you. Uh, we love you. We want to pray for you. Uh, as a matter of fact, you might not have, have sent us an email and saying, pray for me, but I'm just going to believe right now there's somebody listening mm -hmm. or somebody listening in the future months on down as the audio podcast becomes available and is just uh, over the air. We're going to pray right now. Let's, let's pray for somebody right now who needs this healing. Father God, we love you, and we love this individual or these individuals who are struggling either with a decision to come or with a choice that they've made in the past. Father, we know that you love us and that there's nothing that we do that you can't forgive, that you can't restore. There is no power on earth, no angels, no demons, not height, nor depth, or anything else in all creation that can separate us from your love. So we're just claiming that love for this individual right now. Yes. Right now, just uh, send somebody to speak life into this, this, this woman who's made a choice, Lord. I speak healing and life and restoration. We thank you for it, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, Amen. Relentless Love Ministries is available to you. We'll put that information on the podcast notes. We want to thank Tina Grisham for being here and Tanya Schuenbeck. I'd like to add one thing that I just, yes. as we're praying, I felt prompted. Um, 
being that I'm from the other side, that I've never had that abortion, um, the movie Unplanned, when that came out, I went and saw that. And that was completely eye-opening to me mm -hmm. as a person who had never been through that as to how much women go in there and are sold mm -hmm. that this oh, is yes. a good yes. choice, that this is... Yes. You know, you're you're doing the right thing. Slab of tissue. Yes, yeah. and that movie to me was so powerful for people. And I would like to just you know, if people can still get out there and see it, whether you've had the abortion or not had the abortion, I think it was so powerful to yes. be an eye opener on either side of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you've been through it, you've you've experienced yes. it. But being that I hadn't, you know, and I think it helped soften me to people who've had an abortion because it is like oh wait a minute look at how much they've convinced these people exactly. that they're doing the right thing they're doing a good yes. thing and you know even the woman who worked in the clinic like she believed she was a bad her. person she yeah. was not a bad person and she believed wholeheartedly that what she was doing was helping. right and yes. helping women and so i just I feel like that needed to be. And we also have, um, through uh, Relentless Love Ministries, um, life discipleship training. It's an eight-week course, and it helps train women, or men and women, I'm sorry, helps train <laughs> people in your church how to minister to people like myself and Tina, that are, that your girls that are in the church, they have some place to go. Mm -hmm. and so, I mean, it's, there's some DVDs. It's real quick, and it would to I mean, it gives you all the tools that you need about so when you could start administering your church, the ladies, you know, that give them uh, situations, they have a place to go to, because if they don't go to you, they're going to go to nobody. They're going to mm -hmm. go to no. They're going to end up in the same situation. And that's the great thing about that sharing is, your story yes. is that it has opened up people to know they can come to you. And I hope that like even you don't have to have an abortion to minister to these women and young ladies. Right. If you just have something available in, in your church, that, I don't know, like I said, go through life discipleship training. Have something available in your church, you know. Um, have, you know, have some men that train too. But women like to come to women, obviously, and um, and men like. Well, to I was going to say, and there might be men out there, there that are seeking there advice because they yes. are in the same situation, but on the their side of it. And they do that too because I want to tell you, a lot of times nowadays, the men will sit out in the clinic, mm -hmm. and the woman she won't even let back there. He does has you know, he has no say so. So I mean, there's just a lot that the church can do. To help bring down the yeah. 55 million. Yeah. To help join, if we just lock arms and get trained, you don't have to have an abortion. You guys, I mean, we're all, you know, we all can help save these babies and save the woman from going through what mm -hmm. we've had to go through. And I know we're, we're closing, but it just made me think about what you said because with abortion, you can hide it. Yeah. So people don't, don't talk about it. But it's funny how, like, if you're drug addicted or something, you can, yes. that's like a, a telltale sign because you, your appearance changes but when you're pregnant and you have an abortion or getting ready to have an abortion you can't see it especially if you catch it before you start showing and a lot of times we we don't have anybody to talk to like you say we need people I remember a friend of mine he said when he was in college his girlfriend had an abortion and it really affected him and he had nobody to talk to so like you said you know you they sit out in the, in the lobby and they wait for us to get done and then you don't talk about it right, right. because only the woman has to deal with it. But the guy, have if he really loved her, then he has some issues and stuff behind it, too. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it goes hand to hand. It's not just for the woman, but it's for the man, too. Absolutely. And I just want to make it aware, too, <laughs> how important this is because 
Did you know you have teen daughters that can go behind your back here in Muskegon yeah. and go to a lawyer and bypass getting permission from you to go get an abortion? Yeah, you'll never know. And you'll yeah. never know. So it's if you guys, if we can, if the, if we as a church can go, you know, join join our arms together and help and be that bridge in between. I mean, it could be your own daughter's life. It could be your grand, you know, your grandchildren. Yeah. Because I mean. Like she said, the last thing they want to tell their mom or dad, they're 14. I don't want to tell mom, dad, I'm pregnant. What are they going to think of me? Or they're going to kick, you know, mm -hmm. they think all kinds of things. It's important so think to have about those that. conversations it's with them. It's so important. So again, the Aglobe Muskegon podcast, <laughs> we're not experts. We might bring in some experts. We're real women telling real stories. And uh, we've got some real stories coming up uh, in the months to come. Next month, we're going to have... Uh, Amy Anderson Milner, who is surviving losing her spouse. Mm -hmm. And then in September, we're going to come to you live from Women of the Bible and actually broadcast the audio from one of our presentations. And then in October, on October 21st, we are going to be, for the first time, uh, recording our podcast in front of a live audience. And the topic is going to be surviving sexual abuse. So we want you to join us. Tell everybody about the podcast. Share it uh, and, and let everybody know. And uh, thanks again for listening. This has been really fun. Thank you for being here. And see you next time. <laughs>